You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge sports fan. I start every morning by listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast, and I never miss a Reds game. So when it's time for me to grab a gift for the sports fan in my life, I check out Fanatics. They have everything you need from the best teams, the favorite players, and all the stuff is good. As a memorabilia and autographs collector, I trust Fanatics. But here's the best part. Fanatics always has some kind of discount going on. From free shipping to 50 to 70% off some items, you're going to get a great deal every time at Fanatics. So check them out using the link in the show notes or from my podcast website and help the podcast in the process. Check them out today. This week on the Choose Your Struggle podcast, it's former Major League slugger Kyle Blanks. But first, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Kid Mental. Things ain't always gonna go our way. But you can always win when you choose your struggle. And some battles will be yesterday. But today is for a new weekend. Choose your struggle. And don't worry about what they say. Cause you can always win when you choose your struggle. And you can bounce back just as Jay. Come on in, listen to Choose Your Struggle. Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Growing up, baseball was a major part of my life. Some of my most incredible memories revolve around baseball. There are games I attended with my dad and my brothers and my grandparents and all, all members of my family. Games I went to with my friends, signs I took to games with my brother, uh, a couple couple friends. Those are very, very fun memories. The night that my hometown and my favorite team, the Cincinnati Reds, acquired probably at the time the greatest player in the game, Ken Griffey Jr., who was my favorite player and a lot of people's favorite players. I mean, I remember staying up late with my brother Ari and literally jumping up and down on the couch when they announced that we had acquired Ken Griffey Jr. Some of my earliest memories, although I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood thanks to my struggles with substance misuse, are around baseball, getting baseball cards for what was probably my third birthday, maybe my fourth or fifth, playing catch with my dad in the front yard. Baseball meant a lot to me. It still does. I'm still a giant Cincinnati Reds fan, although (laughs) they make it really hard sometimes. There's a quote in the the movie Moneyball, which is a fantastic movie. I, I quote it all the time for a lot of reasons, but one of the quotes is, every boy is told at some point that he can no longer play. For some of us, that's 15. At other, uh, for others, it's 40. Now, I personally was told that, that I was done at, at 18, although I kind of made that decision myself. I had one offer to play in college. I, I wasn't a great baseball player by any means. Uh, my, I mostly played outfield. I had some speed. I, I couldn't hit very well, but I was a pretty good fielder. Uh, I was a good backup catcher. And one school wanted, wanted me to come play, and that was Beloit in Wisconsin. And my dad and I went up there to take a look at the school. And um, I wasn't impressed with the town. It's very small. It was very cold when we went, and I was not about that. And the final nail in that coffin came when the coach uh, 
asked me my 40 time, and I don't remember what it was at the time. It was sub five. It, I wasn't fast, but I wasn't slow. I was quicker than I was fast. And I told him, and he said, hey, that's not bad. He said, you know, we could probably use you on the football team too. Now, for those of you who have never seen me in person, I am a 5'6 Jewish guy. There is no universe where I should be playing football. And when he said that, I went, oh, there is no way I'm coming to this school. <laughs> so that was it for me. That was the end of my baseball journey after 15 years of playing the sport. And I would go on, you know, play for fun in college and, and still this right before COVID, I was on a softball team, you know, that kind of thing. But that was it for me. Now, other people, they don't get told that their their days of playing are done until they've reached the, the penultimate, the, the, the highest of the mountains. And why am I talking about this today? Because my guest today made it to the top of that mountain. His name is Kyle Blanks. He was an outfielder and first baseman for the San Diego Padres, for the Oakland Athletics, for the Texas Rangers, the Giants. He played in Mexico. He was at one point a top prospect. He was a guy who, if you're like me and followed baseball, he was a household name. Now, that's not why we were chatting today. So obviously at some point, Kyle was told he can no longer play. And as you'll hear in this, Kyle made that decision for himself. He said, I'm done. His body had told him that it was, it was time to move on. And what did he do? He moved into something that's giving him even more pleasure than playing baseball, and that is helping people feel better through the power of CBD and cannabis as a whole. But the company he works for is a CBD company called Roadrunner. Now, I'm going to define a couple things for you very quickly. Number one, he references what's called the 40-man there are two rosters in baseball, well, three, but two that we need to talk about. The, the major league roster, which is 25 or 26 guys, depending on the, the time of year, all this kind of stuff. And then there's the 40-man, which is sort of your top 40 players. Uh, they can't be taken by other teams. They're basically, you're saying, these are our 40 guys, and at some point, they're going to make it to the majors. And that's important because those guys are treated differently than, than everybody else. Uh, as Kyle talks about on this, why being on the 40-man meant his journey was a little bit different. Now, he also talks about spring training. I know some of you probably know what that is, most of you. For those of you who don't, it's sort of the practice uh, season before the real season, uh, which comes into play in Kyle's story as well. A uh, couple of things about this interview. Kyle and I talked for almost an hour and a half. I reached out to him on LinkedIn because I read an article, as we talk about in this, that that, that I learned that he was in, you know, involved in CBD, and I was like, that's so cool. You know, He was a guy that I followed as a baseball player, and now he's doing something that I really love in CBD. I'm going to reach out to him. We ended up chatting. At the time, we didn't really know each other that well. We were kind of getting to know each other. We talked for almost an hour and a half, and since then, we've talked almost every day. He's a really incredible guy. I've gotten to know him well, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, we're going to do some other work together. Stay tuned for that. Uh, he's got a really cool project coming out. Really, I'm very thankful that I reached out to Kyle Blanks. But I say that to say that I had to cut this down as you hear me joke at the end of the episode. It is a longer episode because of that. That The interview is probably 10 minutes or so longer, maybe a little five minutes longer than I usually go. So, so you know, just be aware of that. The items that 
that he talks about, you know, I, I love him. I, I do. You all know that I'm a big CBD fan. That's not a surprise. Uh, Mountain Maid, obviously, is my sponsor, um, and and I've used all sorts of different things. I have happily added Roadrunner's tincture, salve, and muscle gel into my regimen. You hear me gush about the muscle gel on this episode. It's unbelievable. I, I mentioned this on the show. I'm running better than I have in years, and I honestly credit that to their muscle gel. Now, Kyle was incredible. When I told him that I wanted to chat, he went, okay, let's do it in a couple of weeks. I want to send you some products first. That's how amazing this guy is. That's how amazing this product is. He believes in it that much. And I've since bought it. And I added the salve because I was like, I need that. you know. So I really recommend their products. They're incredible. You'll hear Kyle talk about it towards the end of the interview. Also, one final thing before we go into this. I know I mentioned it before. I've had a lot of people reaching out. I don't think I was clear enough about the Patreon special. Basically, what's happening there is if you sign up by the end of March, so you have six weeks, you will get to sponsor an episode of this podcast for free. It doesn't matter what you're you're doing, although obviously limit you know there are limits. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna shout out the Hitler Youth on your episode of the podcast, it ain't happening. But within limits, you know this episode will be brought to you by whatever you want it to be. So if you're interested in that. That deal starts at five dollars a month or five thirty four. Uh, there are obviously higher levels, and and if you haven't checked the Patreon, please do. There's a lot of great things. I've been adding some things through talks with other people who are saying, you know, I'd be interested, but I, I really would be looking for this. Well, it, I've added a lot of those things because they're good ideas. So if you look at it and you go, you know, I'm interested, but I'd want this, let me know. I have one hundred percent added things like that for people. So please check that out. Uh, and without further ado, enjoy this conversation with a really fantastic guy, Kyle Blanks. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that it's not the only thing I do. Choose Your Struggle is an entire brand. I speak, I coach and consult. I have rock bottom storytellers. There's a lot going on. And sometimes I get to a project and I go, man, I just, I can't do all of this myself. So I turn to Fiverr. It's so easy to find incredible professionals who can help me out. I've hired people to help with marketing, help with SEO, help with my website, so much great stuff all on Fiverr. I even found Kid Mental who did the incredible theme song on Fiverr. So if you have a project that you need some help on, go check out Fiverr. Use the link in the show notes or my podcast website and you'll help the podcast in the process. Check them out today. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review or check out the review link in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I found my way here because Jay happened to be the first uh, real person uh, that appeared in, in my LinkedIn that I also <laughs> was very rarely into. So um just kind of a very unique thing. He seemed like a, uh, a Jay seemed like a real person asking me questions and actually answering the ones I was sending back. So uh, it was pretty cool that kind of started at a, well, I guess I should learn how to use this to a, here we are. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. And I'm sure you get all sorts of ridiculous shit. We're going to spend like the second half of this, obviously talking CBD and your company, because that's, yeah. that's how we got connected. Yeah. But first, you know, I think a lot of people, 
and, and I asked you this question too, is if they know your name, they know you as, you know, former outfielder and first baseman for in, in major league baseball. And now you're doing CBD. Like that's a cool pivot. So we got to talk about baseball for a second. Right. Yeah. And you were a dude who like kind of made good. You were a late round draft pick who made it to the majors, which is incredible. And you had a solid career, which I know you've told me was lots of ups and downs. Right. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a, in the time, which is, it's not like it was that long ago, but, um, the internet tends to accelerate certain things and the exposure to baseball was entirely different, not only for me being from a small town in New Mexico, but also just those types of, uh, uh, modalities of spreading the information, uh, you know, it went from Baseball America, the magazine, to BaseballAmerica.com, which went to now it's just everything. You can find whatever you want everywhere. So it's really interesting. I, I always try and kind of put it in the perspective of I had no expectations. I had zero expectations of of what it was to move forward. So I was drafted in the 42nd round out of high school. Um, I had... My scout, whose name is Jake Wilson, was actually extremely helpful to me, um, was very, I still talk to him, um, and was very insightful just as the process was going on. Like, you know, you're, we're looking for you to go to a college and, you know, I, I was a draft and follow. So I, if I didn't go to a four-year school, like if I went to a junior college, which I did, I was then still eligible to sign prior to the next draft or become draft eligible again. Whereas in a, in a four-year school, you're not draft eligible until uh, after your junior year, or I think it's like, unless you're like 21 or 22 or something like that. So, um, you know, for me, it was uh, kind of, I had, once again, I say that was the consistent thing I had, you know, from the beginning to the end of my career was truly like my expectations of baseball were very on par with the fact that baseball doesn't owe anybody anything, you know? So my career was, was, um, you know, for me, it was a very insightful, uh, period of time to reflect on. Cause I learned a lot about myself, but as far as baseball, I was just happy that every time I got hurt, I was able to recover. And that's, that's kind of where, you know, through our conversations, um, I guess I've gained that perspective that you have a little bit more insight on is just going through that, that forge, that experience over and over, uh, you know, you tend to not really worry about the daily stuff that is just not a big deal. Like, like you're, you understand that you're healthy enough to approach it. So it's probably going to be fine, especially now, like when you're able to put those efforts into becoming more competent at just daily activity, paying bills, you know, just functional things. But um, yeah, especially after like a dozen years of just really not having to worry about any of it for yourself, just, and it's, and it's not a, a money thing. It's just your responsibilities are always kind of, uh, kind of uh, aided for you. You know, you're, you're given help to succeed because you're very valuable in this job. So they don't want you to like go off the deep end. So you will get a lot of help, uh, a lot of enabling as well. 
um, which is why, you know, I, my business partner, um, uh, Bob Boylan and his, uh, his wife, Lori, those are my business partners, but I've had a lot of help just, uh, I guess, assimilating from baseball to, to where I became very, uh, very able to help myself in that world, but outside of it where that doesn't matter, that was what I needed a lot of help with. And what really getting a lot of that help, pairing that with the experience where I came from really, I guess, kind of shaped that perspective. Yeah, that's, that has got to be something that I would say the average person just has no understanding, right? Because none of us ever have to go through something like that, where it's, it's sort of, we hear this term bubbles, right? We're all in a bubble of whether it's social media or whatever you were sort of, it, it sounds like in a very, in that to an nth degree where you kind of just said it yourself, you were valuable to these organizations. You were with San Diego was your main one, right? The Padres. And they saw you essentially as an investment that they had to, you know, protect and, and nurture and try to grow so that you could pay off for them. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting because it is a business, but the humans are the product. It is a very once again, it very much is that bubble you're talking about you and you can recoil as far into it as you want, or you can basically clock in and out as you wish, you know, and that's, I probably did that a little more freely myself, like not trying to seek out the attention after I've already just gotten a ton of attention. That's not why I'm here. This is just kind of a product of what happened after I had no expectation and followed that up with no expectation and followed that up with no, you know what I mean? Like just getting to that point, it's like, once again, it kind of allowed me to see a little bit of that, but not truly understand how to really function like you're you're physically capable that's about all you do that's that's how you come out of there um if you went to college you might be a little bit more rounded um but most you know most guys if they don't if you don't have a degree you're just a physically capable person you know and if you haven't paid attention uh to all the help you've been given you will really get out and flounder because you just will won't understand the amount of help it actually takes to be successful as well so let's, that's a great point. And let's talk about that as far as its impact on your mental health for a minute, because there's got to be goods and bads, right? I can imagine that first time that some young kid comes up to you and asks you for your autograph, that's got to be a great feeling, right? I mean, to know that you're doing something that people are looking up to. I mean, I get that in a much, much lower degree doing this, but like, you know, I'm not signing autographs, but I appreciate when I, when people reach out and say, Hey, you know, your podcast meant a lot to me. Or when clients reach back out and say, I got to tell you that last session, it really meant a lot to me. So that's an amazing thing. But if I'm doing that in the limelight where thousands or, or millions of people are watching me and cheering for me, I could see myself losing my head really quickly. And we see that all the time, not just in baseball, obviously, but in, in a lot of things where people sort of let that get to them. So there's, there's, positives and negatives to to that stuff right you know well foundationally all of us at one point or another would have done it if nobody was watching some of us never lose that some of us you know do and i think that's that can be the difference of simply like it's great to have those impacts when they're when they're genuine like but i think that's the difference of having very little exposure to now is 
I couldn't, other than watching Cribs when I was at someone's house who had cable or, you know, sh- you know, stuff like that. Like I never, I couldn't accurately project that. I, I, I didn't have cable. I, I watched a Saturday game a week, maybe if I was at the house to do it. Like, so, you know, for me, my, once again, my expectations of like, this is what you're supposed to do. were so un, you know, un, un, uh, I guess unscripted, unmolded, like there was nothing there. It was just a, I had a way better idea of just, okay, this is what I want. But uh, I signed for $140,000, which to me was, I I thought it was life-changing money. Like, holy shit, like this is ridiculous. And once again, 140 is more like 90. And this is how I actually tried to frame this for people. So in 2005, I played This is when I started playing in 2009 was when I first got called up to the big leagues. If you average out that money and on top of the money I actually made in the minor leagues, I netted, not even netted. I grossed about 25,000 a year. Not a lot. Where is the, and that's the thing is you're never not training for it. So it's not, once again, it's not that there isn't some really cool things about, about, what that world kind of gives you, but the reality of what most people believe the monetary return is, is, is not even close. Like some guys get a lot of money to play that game. Most guys don't. Um, I was one of the people that would say I got a pretty good opportunity. Some people would say like, dude, that's not even like, I've heard a lot. It's crazy, but I'm from a small town. I am not the same, I'm not under the same thought of somebody who grew up in New York or LA or, you know, it's just a different world. So, um, once again, I never went to the big showcases as a kid. I never like my exposure to the, the nth degree was not the nth degree. You were playing then truly for the love of the game. You love that you enjoyed it and you thought this is a thing I can, I can do well. Until I signed professionally, I never had any idea that you could be paid for it. So that once again, prior to that, that people that have that expectation, I'm going to be like this. It's going to be like this. Like I, every time I was engaging in a new conversation about moving forward, it was new. I had no understanding of what the fuck was going to happen. And I think that's, that's the difference of now that you can now see how much guys make. You can see how much guys sign for. You can see like all of these things that I, I had no clue of. And now I can look at research, all this other stuff that from when I played all these other things, you used to have to ask people, Hey, what'd you sign for? Like, what'd you, you know, like these were things you had to do legwork on. Now it's like, it's, it's on fucking TV. It's ridiculous. Like you have, you know, it's, it's, it's just really interesting to, to see that. Um, and that's the thing. It is a business like, um, you know, big businesses have big commercials or have big shows or big sponsor, big things. Like if you can put your own big show on TV, why wouldn't you? It's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like, um, you know, once again, I was, I was, uh, on a, a trip my senior year when I got the call about being drafted And I kind of like, I didn't get a call the first day. So I knew I wasn't probably being offered enough money to sign for. So I was just kind of like, all right, cool. I'm going to college. Like, I'm all right. Like, whatever. Like, you know, my expect based in reality, like I'm not owed anything by this game. Go play. 
you know, like don't like it, play better and see what happens. Like, and I, I struggled the opening probably 10 games in college, which, you know, you only get fuck 56. So it's like, it was interesting to kind of go through, you know, that, like having that, like, fuck, man, you're not going to be able to do the only thing you're probably going to think you're going to be really good at, or that you don't have to put any effort into, you can just play baseball and it'll kind of happen, you know, but it takes effort to go to school, it takes effort to learn those things. And that's, it's not that you don't go through that on a, on a, on an athletic gridiron, but you're not learning the same skills for life. You're, you're being forged in a very difficult way, but you're not being taught how to function, at least not in this society. And that's, that's the bigger disconnection of why I probably had a, a better ascension into retirement. Cause I never told anyone I retired. I just stopped playing. Like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Like nobody's going to care. <laughs> like, so let me just figure this out. So you told me when we were chatting before that, that one of the things that, that you said really helped you learn a lot was the, the injuries you dealt with and the times that you spent, you know, rehabbing, coming back and that you learned. If, in fact, if I remember your words correctly, that's when you really learn the most about yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I had, uh, so I can go, I'll go through the injuries just, uh, so I, I initially, uh, in 2006, I had a staph infection, so I had that removed. Um, and then 2010, I had Tommy John 2012. I had my left labrum repaired 2014. I had, um, my Achilles. I had some work done on my, both of my Achilles. Um, I had some injections and some, uh, like a shockwave treatment 2015. I had, uh, MRSA. I had a pilonidal cyst removed. <laughs> I had both of my feet arthroscopically worked on. And then 2016, I was rehabbing from my 2015 and basically just never really got my feet under me. And in August, I had an Achilles repair on my right foot. And that was thankfully the last surgery I've had. But, um, you know, in between there is probably a dozen MRIs, uh, 20 x-rays, um, handful of cortisone injections, pills, alcohol, you know, it's like all the, and once again, not, not even to like just an obscure excess, like these were all the tools I had under the rules that I was playing under. So most like towards, towards the end of my career, when I had my choice, I was just consuming cannabis, but, um, you know, going through that, that process, uh, you know, prior it was, or, or without that, um, being under that umbrella, it's, you can use the pills that you can, I guess, have at your disposal. Um, you know, like I knew that I could always source Ambien. I'd always have that. So for one, I knew it was a functional tool to go to sleep with. I also knew that it's one time in the day where I get to kind of like, just like unplug a little bit. So that's an excellent pivot into sort of the, the meat of this conversation. But before we do that, let's pause and shout out where people can find you on social media, where they can follow the company, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll, we'll go into the next part. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just bear with me. I'm terrible at this stuff. So uh, roadrunnercbd.com. 
uh, is where you can find all the products um, on Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. Um, just go ahead and check out everything. Communicate with us. We're really, really good at trying to help just familiarize people with this plant. And hopefully you're willing to share your experience with us so we can give you some type of uh, sounding to go off of. And that's all we are is really a, a sounding board that are here to provide um, you know, what we believe is a very good alternative to the pharmacology that is just otherwise the alternative, you know, and once again, the only reason, the reason, not the only reason, but I think one of the bigger reasons why, um, I do, and I'm willing to talk about it so closely is because of my experience with the other side of it is just, I, I know that if you tell me what you're trying to feel, I can tell you that these are probably what you're going to look for in the pharmacy in the pharmaceutical shelf you know if you want to feel that same way there is that equivalent in a naturalized way it's just you just have to understand that amazing nature can be as as crazy as amazing science it's just you have to if you've been conditioned to feel one way it's it's not shocking that you're a little opposed to the other you know you just it's not even that you think the grass is greener you don't know there's another patch of grass You've only ever looked at this one. If you listen to the podcast, and of course you do because you're hearing this right now, you know that I always ask my guests what their preferred method of self-care is. Well, here's my answer. A good cup of coffee. This year has truly made me appreciate the little things that make my life better. And a good cup of coffee goes a long way. That's why I switched to Four Sigmatic and I haven't gone back. They use mushrooms in their beans, and it gives me a kick in the morning that I didn't know I needed before, and now I miss if I have anything other than Four Sigmatic. Once you give them a try, trust me, you're not going to want to go back. So go check out the link in my show notes or on my podcast website, and use the code CHOOSEYOURSTRUGGLE, all one word, at checkout to get 10% off. Check out Four Sigmatic today. People will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That famous quote by the extraordinary Maya Angelou is exactly why I speak. It's why I tell my story and mix education around the topics of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy with motivation, inspiration, and purpose. So when you're looking for your next keynote or breakout session speaker, reach out. Find me at my website, jshiftman.com, and I promise you, your employees, your group members, the students at your school, everybody will come away having learned something. And that's how we create change. Reach out today. Find me on social media. Check the link in the show notes or search for me, Jay Shiftman, on YouTube and LinkedIn, and choose your struggle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's a great pivot into to sort of the, the the meat of this and why we're here. I read that great piece in the uh, Athletic that that quoted you and, and that you were a big part of talking about uh, cannabis in the game of baseball. And and I went, holy shit, that's crazy! Like Kyle's, 
he's in CBD now. That's amazing. I love CBD. I'm going to reach out to this dude. I think he'd be a great guest on the podcast. We got connected and here we are. I think what's so fascinating is first off listeners, if you haven't seen this article, definitely read it. Great article. But more than that, it was your perspective was fascinating. And and in how you what motivated you to go into CBD from the game of baseball, I thought was a really incredible story. Yeah, um, you know, as a so as a player, I, I didn't smoke for the first time, consume cannabis. Let's say that I, I didn't consume cannabis at all um, until I was 2011 to 24, somewhere in there. Okay, I, I, somewhere in that neighborhood. Not not very early as some people, um, not quite as late to the game as some people. But um, 2013 had kind of my my way to do it. Um, basically, at that point was you could say a resource of edu- of information for other guys just curious about it because um, it's very you know if if you're a consumer. You know, it's, it's really crazy to see the, um, uh, to kind of see that transition of, of, uh, I guess acceptance, you know, and, and to kind of, I don't know, it's hard to really, I've just, I've seen it go from one thing to another where, um, it still doesn't bridge the gap of education. It still doesn't, you know, um, just because there's more, pictures available, more information available doesn't mean people have made themselves pretty privy to any of it. Um, you're still fighting a lot of, uh, misunderstandings, you know, so that was what was always cool for me was kind of every year, just getting to slightly bump that up. Cause 2014, I got traded to Oakland and it was fucking amazing. Like I'm in the Bay area now. And this is, it was truly between, being on a team that felt like um, a bunch of like misfit toys that fit together very well and being in a place that I just, you can get whatever you want. Basically it was, it was a, it was a very grand experience because I was able to really see what helped me and what didn't, even though once again, I still wasn't at a point of, wasn't at the point of really being able to get into it like now but still understanding that like when I have this, I don't take any of the other stuff. I, I genuinely try not to. And other than I, I feel like it just works. You know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. So would you say that you, you preferred cannabis to all this other stuff that you were, they were giving you to try to treat some of this thing, these things, you know, towards, um, I saw them as necessary. Like I, once again, I, I never got overly indulged in the painkillers. Um, other than when I had a ton of pain or had just the access to them that I was basically given other than being given a bunch one time by a family member, I was never someone that just like went around asking. So 2015 rolls around. Um, I, I made it back up. I once again, went through a period where from like Thanksgiving of 2014 to about the end of April or mid May, I was on the program of you can't smoke drinking and pills, you know, and, and once again, I felt semi healthy, so I didn't have many pills. So I was just drinking more, you know, like probably, especially during like playing probably about half a fifth a night, at least like just, and and it's more of at that point, I'm just, I'm, I'm in such a routine that 
I'm not trying to like drink this, go out and do things. I'm just doing it. Like it's, it becomes more of a functional, like wind down. Like I get home, I have my drink, I sit here, I watch TV until I feel a little woozy and then I go lay down. Like, you know, li- literally same thing with the, with, uh, Ambien, which I just wanted the pain gone. If I'm not in so much pain, I'm not going to really need that. I'll just drink and have fun. Like, and that's what I think just, you know, rehab became for me, like kind of, you can kind of crawl into this hole for this, this predetermined period of time. Like this surgery comes with this many months, this surgery comes with this many months. So how, when should I feel hundred percent? You know, that's basically all I want to hear because now I can build in, I can somewhat project the middle of that because I'm not going out and, and blowing money in a club. I'm not doing this. I'm either in the gym or here or at home being very boring because that's how I've been successful for myself. I just don't have the same luck some guys do. I don't have the same uh, genetic makeup some guys do. Their tish, their connective tissues are different. It's just like it becomes a, a whole variable, um, you know, shitstorm of like it's why it's why once again baseball doesn't owe me a thing it's why i don't like i look at it like i got a great experience out of what i got and it's allowed me to help people and cbd has become that that mechanism to really help people because it it allows me to uh you know kind of share that share those experiences that most of them don't really give you give you in their projection from their world they don't know anything about what you've gone through. It's understandable that they'll just say things about how it is. So, so when you retired, did you immediately were you like CB? This is this is. I mean, I love this. This is what I want to do. Or, or how did how did you know what was the middle ground? How did you get to this point? So I, I stopped playing in 2017. I got released by the Giants. And then I went to Mexico for three days and I got hurt in three days. So I stopped playing. I just, I was like, all right, fuck it. If anyone asks me, I'm retired because I want to get my med card and smoke. Like I'm just so my, my way to do that. And no one called me. Nobody fucking cared. Like nobody cared about me. I, I just, that was, that was something I was very okay with because it was at one point told to me, this will be a job. I understood that at some point. I also, towards the end of my career, really understood how to make it fun. That was kind of what sucked about like getting to that point of actual people will actually kind of uh, go along with what you're saying because they believe, you know, oh, he's, he, he, he's been here. Maybe this is something to try. Um, but that was kind of coming at the same time where like I'm physically just being shown that like it's not worth it to, to risk all of that for what, like a record in a book, like, you know, when you're done, you're not what you were, you're after that. So people are going to look at you like that all the time. And is that the only thing that's going to define you is what you've done, or are you going to continue to do things, you know, and help? And that was, uh, anyway, that was part of it. So I appreciate people that have uh, humility and project respect. That's why I feel like I've had a different life because regardless of what I've done or, or what I look like, I've just always gone about it like that. So you don't have the same resistance if you always look like you're better than everybody else. Or if you're always, I know better, or if you're always, if you're never, uh, you know, letting someone talk. So, uh, you know, just let, if you're letting them finish so you can get out what you want to say, like, it's, 
if you've gone about everything in a certain way, it's no differently than you've, you've been basically turning around seeing that there's different green patches of grass everywhere. Like the problem is there's all the fences in the way. So when you can, I think, have those experiences and pull them together, you're just trying to create a shortcut for other people so they can avoid that. That's just, it's up to them. I mean, all you can do is try and convince them. They have to participate. So you, you, you get your card and then you pivoted to CBD. Like where, so, where was that? Okay. So, yeah. So um, I don't know exactly where mixed in this. Um, I came across a strain called in the pines and I still can't find the seed. So anyone out there, I know, I believe it's an aficionado seed. Uh, anyway, not to diverge. Uh, it, it was a, a one-to-one strain of CBD to THC. And I was just kind of curious because it was one of the first times I'd seen it. Um, I was really just trying a lot of things at this point and seeing kind of what, you know, what felt good. Um, and I, I took it home and I smoked a pretty good chunk of it. And then I, I physically stood up in my, in my house and I was like, I feel great. Like I'd never done that with anything else. So I was just like, there's, I even was like, I like, like kind of that inner monologue starts to come out. I'm like, God, there's something to this. Like you got to find it. You got to, where is this? So, um, you know, that was 2017 and into 2018. And, um, it was, uh, it was interesting giving that strain to other guys, like other players, like, you know, like, yo, try this, see what you think. Like, it's pretty clear. It's to, to try, I mean, hit it, hit it, and then go into the field in the morning. By the time you're fucking on the field, I guarantee you'll feel like a million bucks. Like, and it, and I started to see a little bit of that from who I could get some good communication with. Um, so, you know, in my head, it was like, okay, this is viable for the guys who are on board. And, um, then I, I kind of ran into my, uh, so my business partners are my, my brother's friend's parents and, uh, uh, was introduced kind of just by that. And, uh, Bob, my partner, um, uh, has, as do I now, um, private production for growing your own medical cannabis. Um, it's part of the program in New Mexico. And, um, that was basically how we got, um, introduced or really started our relationship of just like, dude, I, I was just super interested and he was, uh, you know, reluctant to just teach anybody, but I was truly just so enthusiastic. It wasn't what you'd say is a traditional, let's go out and like, show me this, this, this. It was just like, I'm just going to kind of be here. If you'll let me be here and watch you like kind of see how this goes. And and um, at that point, both of us had been pretty into CBD uh, or had 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 our own uh, our own particular endeavors with it. Like this is something exploring it. And um, in 2018, the pilot program for hemp in New Mexico started. And that was when um, at that point we we uh, um, started our business together. And uh, the following year in 2019 is when we actually farmed. So. Um, you know, basically been, went through all of it just, and the, and once again, the, the interesting thing is like CBD cannabis, it's pretty ubiquitous in my life. So there's not the same novelty or ceremony around it that some people have, or some people may think that's there or, you know, like the tincture, you have a tincture. Um, you know, there is, there is a lot of, uh, in your own head ceremony around like, what's it going to do? How's it going to feel? What's it, you know, like, and in reality it's, it's 
you know, you're, you're going to have probably more time, take more time trying to perfectly measure out what you're going to take than you will actually like thinking about it. If you do what you're supposed to do, which is take it as the, you know, um, supplement consumable that helps you be a better you and go about your day. It's why I really try and, um, it's, it's cannabis has just given me a very unique tool to isolate that in a lot of people because most people will just kind of say something about it without really knowing about it or, and it's really nice to be like, well, where'd you hear that? What did you know? What did, you know, really try and chop down that tree because I do all these things. So I'm really curious as to how your experience has just been so far away from mine. I I'm more curious. You think I'm trying to prove you wrong. Like I'm not saying it can't happen. It's just really interesting that you have these thoughts about it that I've never experienced. And I probably consume more than you do. I'm just, I really need to know. And I've also taken a lot of pills. Like, it's like, I want to know all these things because I've probably taken enough to kill you. I've probably taken enough to kill the doctor who made them, the scientist. Like, it's not a point of pride. It's more of a point of curiosity. Why is it you're so upset about so the things you want to be upset about, especially when they don't even affect you. I definitely, I, I get that to, to the core, man. You know, my, my struggle with, with uh, substance misuse was prescription pills. And I feel so much better using CBD in all of its forms. And, and you and I've talked about all the different stuff I, I try than I ever did on pills and, 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 you know, this idea that this thing was illegal, but that other thing wasn't is, is a little bit infuriating. I'm not even trying to like say that, look, if there was not enough information about it or the curtain was not pulled back enough to see what this was until like, that is, that it needs to be addressed appropriately in the context and time in which it happens. But the fact that you just objectively will pick this over this and all I'm trying to have is the same outcome. It's like, it, it's, you know, it, it's very interesting because we would all, we would all genuinely try and eat better food if we could, you know, a better diet of consumables where if, if you're criticizing my intake, you, that needs to leave you open for me to criticize yours. What are all the ingredients you're throwing in? Because I don't believe that just because you say one of mine's bad that all yours are great like let's let's throw some rocks at your house too because i i have had to deal with all that and it's why i'm trying to express to you i feel this is a better alternative so you sent me two of your products a tincture and a rub as i've told you probably 10 times now the rub is a game changer I have been, my legs have been feeling better. I, my, I just told my wife this right before we jumped on the call. I ran uh, two days ago over five miles for the first time in over a year and a half. And my Thanks, legs man. feel better than they have in that time. I honestly believe, yes, a lot of it is that I'm in better shape now and all that, but that the rub made a serious difference, a noticeable difference. So, Talk us through all of your products is what I'm saying. You know, uh, it, it's interesting. So in, in no different, let's just say in CBD, the products range from smokable flour to gummies, tinctures. You know, most people are somewhat familiar with the availability. I've seen signs for ketchup, to be honest. I thought <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, 
but uh, you know, basically trying to break them down into, okay, what do they do for you? There's, there's typically going to be orals and topicals and um, topicals are always going to be most people's first experience. It's they're most willing. A lot of people still ask about getting high. They're still concerned with, um, is this, this, you know, they're, they're really uncertain. And that to me, once again, after doing this for a while is far more a reflection of a lack of education than a, um, a, a malicious curiosity or like a backhanded question. It truly is a lack of experience and exposure to these things. Like it, it's, there are no stupid questions if I can kind of check these off the board for you. So, um, the topicals are always really, really interesting to share with people. Um, I want to say it's about 30% of people may have an aversion to a topical. So not everybody does get the relief that you're expressing. Um, I personally do. I, I use it so regularly. I typically notice that when I forget. And now, so that that's going to be one of those topicals, the muscle gel. Um, it's going to be the most potent thing we offer as far as um, overall volume of topical. Uh, we also have an, uh, a salve in both an invigorating and a relaxing um, formula. And the difference between those are going to be the essential oils. And that is going to be another product that I, um, I use daily. It's something I'll put on my feet and then put my socks on. Um, to make sure that I'm kind of like no differently than someone would put lotion on. It's just a different medium that I feel does a little bit more for me. Um, and, and once again, something like the muscle gel, then let's say you have a success with something like that and you're then, okay, let's see what this is about. I want to see what a tincture is like. Um, that is way more about finding the appropriate dose. Um, you know, that's, that's what we've had a conversation about. It's also why, um, if you were to see our tinctures, uh, you will see there is THC. Um, there is a, a volume of THC on the bottle. Um, that is because we, for one, um, we have to put that on. It's just our state requires it. But also, we're comfortable having to have that conversation about what a true full spectrum product, uh, hemp product is. And yeah, so actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was one of my questions. So talk about... For, for my listeners who probably don't understand, and, and I, I've talked about this before, but you do this for a living, talk about the entourage effect and why you don't want things that don't have any THC. That's not, you're not getting the best result. So um, a, a full spectrum product is truly all encompassing of the plant. And the bigger misnomer is most people understand cannabis to be weed. Um, just marijuana, high THC. Um, uh, hemp is also cannabis. It's all cannabis. It is cannabis that expresses different concentrations of cannabinoids like THC and CBD. So the difference is finding growing compliant varieties of cannabis and extracting that which still has THC in it, a compliant volume and turning that into products and, and our carrier oil is uh, cold pressed hemp seed oil. So once again, it's not a, it's not an MCT or coconut oil. Um, it is a true full spectrum product because the hemp is then reintroduced as the carrier with, the, with um, uh, as the carrier for the, for the tincture. Um, a full spectrum product, you can't like, like 
the, you know, there's the extraction process is more of you're just turning it from one state to another. Um, when you create broad spectrum, broad spectrum distillates, when you, when you extract further, uh, pure CBD is stripped of the rest of the plant to give you just the CBD. Um, broad spectrum oil is, uh, pulled apart and put back together without the THC. Um, so it's kind of like you're, you're getting into these points where it's way easier to talk to people about something that they're terrified of, but it is not the best. It, it is not going to be the most effective. And that's something that we had to really, um, have a lot of faith in that we were like, look, we're, we're confident in how we're doing this, but we're also very confident that this is, is different than when you don't have it, the, the, um, accompaniments of, of, you know, a full spectrum product. And that is the entourage effect is going to be, um, you know, let's say as it pertains to all the cannabinoids, um, there's going to be things to be discovered for years to come. But as far as THC and CBD, the way they work together, so in, at the cellular level, um, at the receptor site, CB1, CB2 um, of our endocannabinoid system, uh, THC acts as, think of it as the doorman for CBD to do what it's doing. And CBD has quite an anti-inflammatory response in the body. Um, THC, not quite as much. Um, not nearly as much, but once again, the value is at the cell site, THC is basically holding the door open for CBD. It's not only holding it open wider, it's holding it open longer. And that's where you get, like you said, that the fall off from the products you've experienced to what you're now trying is entirely different because there is an accompaniment there that is as different than what you've had. Well, you and I could talk about this stuff for a long time, but I'm very conscious of the fact that I have to cut this down to 45 minutes. So that's going to be very difficult. So before we go into the final questions, one more time, shout out where everybody can find this online and, and anything you want everybody to know. Um, dude, go to, go to roadrunnercbd.com. Um, if you're on Instagram, go to roadrunnercbd, um, Facebook as well. Um, once again, we're, we're really about educating, advocating. Um, we are a wellness brand. So, our products are only going to be available through uh, wellness providers, massage therapists, uh, nurse practitioners, uh, chiros, pharmacists. Um, so we are really trying to do everything we can to, to really help people um, connect with this because we do understand that, um, you know, if we can really work hard and build bridges to, to kind of fill those gaps for people, we can have a, a lot of success in helping people feel better. So I always finish with the same couple of questions. And this the first one will be a little different for you since we've spent a lot this entire time talking about, you know, CBD and wellness. But other than that, what are your self-care habits uh, that, you know, not just during COVID, although obviously this has been a very stressful mm -hmm. time? Um, you know, I definitely enjoy physical activity. Um, uh, right now I've had to make some adjustments to that. So, um, I, now that it's winter, I definitely have had to cut down my walks, but during, 
basically once the lockdown kind of started, so basically like end of March until probably the end of October, I was walking about five to seven miles a day. And, um, I was most of it when it, when it was warm enough, I would get it, most of it done by like, you know, nine in the morning. Like I'm up at five, I'm walking, I'm done by, you know, seven. And then I come back and I still waiting for everybody to wake up. And that, that was, um, that's a really nice thing that I enjoy is just, uh, I, I can't run. I mean, I, other than, other than the last run I have in me, I, I don't really have the desire to, to kind of deal with that aftermath. So, um, I truly am very, just very aware of, of trying to feel better every day. So I, um, I have a number of, of, uh, I guess you could call them, uh, just like a bag of tools, um, foam rollers. Um, I have a, my, one of my really good buddies, uh, showed me this car buffer that is an amazing massager. Um, uh, I bought a massage table to be able to do some stretching work, you know, just really, I, I have really focused on just trying to like, I know what it feels like to prepare for what, what is going to be the hardest thing I'm going to have to do today. And if you are willing to prepare like that for everything, you're going to be overly prepared is still well prepared, you know? So I think that's, that's kind of the, if you can always physically be ready to go, that was kind of, I think that piggybacked off of just being hurt all the time. If I physically feel good, I'm not as worried about as much of the bullshit as most people, because I have had so many times where if the shit hits the fan and zombies are here, I'm dead. I can't run. I'm, I'm literally on the couch and I'm crawling. So just having physical utility has always been a pretty, um, I've never taken that for granted as someone who, once again, you look at like someone might look at me and you're tall and you, you have all this opportunity and you're an athlete. It's like that in certain circumstances, I was given opportunities to try and I participated and was successful. Like in no way did it not, did it, was it given to me, you know, and that's the fun part about talking about those things is truly the, like our, our different paths are what are going to show us that like, Hey, you know, some guys do have the fucking, the, the amazing experience of signing for a lot of money and then getting up there quickly and doing well. And that is part of it. That, but it is a spectrum and that is so fewer than it is more. And that's the part that I really love about, um, you know, doing things like this is just getting to share the the spoken word and people get to kind of hear your thoughts and feelings uh, more so than, than reading it. So uh, really detailed answer. I appreciate that. You know, I've, I've had all over the map. I've had people just kind of like, here, here are my things. Other people really to, like this is their their thing. Like this is for you. Really talk through it. So I appreciate that. Um, final question: We have now spent you and I have chatted for we're now over an hour fifteen, and uh, we basically have learned this whole time about how the work you're doing is great and CBD the CBD is really amazing. And and again, listeners, I can, can agree that it is. Tell us some other people you know, that you follow, that you are reading, that you're watching, that you're listening to, that you follow on social media, like who are we missing out on that we should be, we should be looking at? Um, my personal thoughts would be, um, people like yourself who are genuinely trying to help, um, because you're, 
your goal is 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 genuine regardless of what the other's perceptions are that's why you continue to hack away at that forest that you do um i have had a different experience with in my life as far as um you know i feel like i've gotten amazing therapy because of how i've been willing to talk to the people close to me i just have very good people around me that have that have been very helpful so um i would definitely say don't overlook the power of simple communication because you could spend all the time trying to seek that one source for for what you believe is the education once again you could spend all the time staring at that one green patch of grass not knowing that there is just an infinite amount of field behind you and i think that really does come with being open to you know, open to changing your opinion, especially about things you genuinely don't know about. And that's something I, I love talking with people. I'm not you. I don't know anything about you. So please tell me because other than what I have in front of me to judge my preconceived notions off of, I'm really waiting to be blown away. I, I love when I meet someone who becomes, you're the, you're the best type of person that looks like this I've ever met. Like man, woman, child, like whatever that may be, I think that's always what I appreciate is, um, you know, even if it's not something I'm into, it's pretty awesome when you just get to see someone talk about something they're enthusiastic or passionate about. Um, so I think getting, like I said, I guess getting back to that is people like yourself who are trying to do that, who are actively making that their quest. I think that's who I would say. And it's probably not going to be the people who have the most followers. It's probably not going to be the people who have the shiniest things. It's going to be the people who are doing the work. And that's, um, that does come with a lot of research too. That's just unfortunate that, that the world has got that our world has gotten to that, um, from time to time where it is tough to believe if someone is actually trying to cut the curve for you, or if it's just them being full of shit. Well, I, uh, I'll say this, I'm going to say this multiple times, but you are, you've made it very difficult on, well, in a good way, very difficult on me as the editor to have to cut this down. Uh, and I really appreciate that, man. It's been great talking to you and, uh, you know, thank you again for taking the time. No, dude, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. And, um, and once again, I thank you just once again for sharing the conversation. I think that's how, that's how we're all going to get better. Ever since Mountain Made CBD founder Mike Passion came on the podcast way back in the beginning of season one, I've been lucky enough to call them a sponsor. And I say lucky because I love CBD. I preach about it to everybody. Mountain Made is the best in the game. They've got lower than the federally compliant level of THC, so it ships nationwide. But they've got enough THC that you get the entourage effect. It's the best of both worlds. I love their boost. It's a 10 milligram chewable. It's orange sherbet and white tea leaf flavor. It's fantastic. I take a couple of them throughout the day and it's got me feeling pretty good. If you want to start the morning on a high note, they've got Build. Build is a 50 milligram quick release tablet to take it with your coffee. You get it going in the morning and you feel great throughout the day. At the end of the day, they've got Recover and Recover is a 25 milligram chewable. It's mango flavored. It's got magnolia. It'll leave you feeling pretty nice at the end of the day. My wife and I even picked up their dog chewables, which our dog loves. She's got anxiety, she's a rescue dog, and just one of Mountain Maid's chewables leaves her feeling pretty good. But here's the thing, don't just take my word for it. I turn my wife on to Mountain Maid and she loves it. So let's hear what she has to say. 
Mountain Maid is the only CBD I have ever loved. The only CBD I've been willing to purchase over and over and over again. And I don't see that stopping. So go to mountainmaidcbd.com and when you check out, tell them Choose Your Struggle sent you. Subscribe to my Patreon for behind-the-scenes looks at the podcast, sneak peeks, and bonus data. You'll also get a discount on Choose Your Struggle merch. Find it at patreon.com slash chooseyourstruggle. All right, we've come to the end of another episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Kyle. I greatly appreciate everything he brings to the table. He is a very thoughtful guy. I've enjoyed getting to know him, and I am learning a lot from him. You know, he's, he's definitely educating me a lot, and, and, and I appreciate that. I'm going to keep this ending short because this was a longer episode. We're doing your cards. If you could hear me opening those <laughs> as I was recording this. We're using the Believe in Yourself cards, which is a uh, wonderful card back from Blurt, as always. You know, this is mostly because of this conversation with Kyle. Look, you know, you have to really believe in yourself to play professional sports. So props to him for for doing that. And uh, this card is in honor of that. Here's a great quote from Brene Brown. Wonderful. We love seeing raw truth and openness in other people, but we're afraid to let them see it in us. We're afraid that our truth isn't enough, that what we have to offer isn't enough without the bells and whistles, without editing and impressing. That is a great quote. Brene is wonderful. Um, I appreciate everything she's doing. And that's true. You know, we are, it's always easier to encourage that in other people than do it yourself. So, uh, you know, that's something that I truly appreciate about this work is that I have to do that. I have to be open. And, you know, that is something that, that helps me be more authentic and trust that without the bells and whistles and editing, Although I do have the bells and whistles and editing when it comes to the podcast. But, it, but it's true. It, it's true. It, you know, you need to be much more open to do this work. So great quote. Thank you, Brene. That was wonderful. Thank you, Blurt. All right. Your good egg for this week is in honor of Ben and Jerry's. Yes, the ice cream makers. I tried their caramel chocolate cheesecake ice cream for the first time, and I loved it so much that I tweeted them and said, I'm going to give you a shout out on the podcast. And they encouraged that. They were like, wonderful. So uh, (laughs) thank you, Ben and Jerry's. That's number one. But number two is that is your good egg this week. And your good egg is help me learn about other companies like Ben and Jerry's that are doing this right. We hear a lot about the horrible companies doing it the wrong way. And there are a lot of them. I I don't (laughs) want to understate that at all. In fact, right now, as I'm recording this, Fast food workers are on strike for higher wages and more COVID-safe environments, so props to them. But there are some that are doing it right. So I want to hear from you. Tag me on Twitter, tag me on any social media, really, but let me know and say this is a company that's doing it the right way. That's your good egg, because we need to support them and thank them for their great work. But above all else this week, as always, be vulnerable, show your empathy, spread your love, and choose your struggle.